So, it's Series 2, Episode 2. In this episode, I talk to Nigel Cliff from Value Exchange, who shares his LinkedIn tips and tricks together with answering your questions. Now, more than ever, your potential clients and customers are researching their next supplier or partner online. They're looking for what you offer. Are you proud of what they'll find? Let's find out. Thanks for being a fab listener. Welcome to the Johnny Ross Audio Experience. I'm Johnny Ross, founder and digital marketing strategist of Fleet Marketing. Each podcast, I'll be bringing you an expert to inspire you, to give you some great business growth takeaways, and to get you thinking about marketing and the bigger picture of how businesses can improve, adapt, and grow. I look forward to sharing this with you on each podcast. So here we go. Hi, and welcome to another live Q&A at the uh, Facebook Coronavirus Yorkshire Business Support Group. Uh, today, we'll be talking about LinkedIn. Uh, we've got Nigel Cliff with us. Do you want to say hello? Hi, folks. Uh, good to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Johnny. Absolute pleasure. Uh, so we're going to be talking about LinkedIn, uh, how to uh, improve your profile, how to how to not feel embarrassed about someone having a look at it, uh, all sorts of different things. We, we really want your help, uh, your questions. If you do have questions, please do ask. Uh, we've got a, uh, a comments box. Please pop the uh, questions in your comments. Uh, my live Q&A this morning didn't quite work, but I'm hoping this afternoon's does with regard to putting questions in there. We're streaming live on Facebook uh, in the group. We're streaming live in YouTube. If you're watching this on the replay, put hashtag replay because it'll help us understand how people uh, consume this content. Nigel, um, it'll be good to just uh, hear uh, if you could introduce yourself. Tell us uh, how you've got into into this and what, what, you, uh, what you do. Yeah, certainly. Thanks, Johnny. Um, yeah, LinkedIn. It's a funny. People used to say to me, "You do what? LinkedIn training? What's that? Is that a thing?" Um, since about well, for about ten years, I've been doing uh, LinkedIn training, uh, and since 2014, pretty much full time. Uh, and it started simply initially by helping organisations uh, develop a presence on LinkedIn, sort of on their behalf. Had some early success. People started saying to me, "Can you show us how you do that?" and uh, I put a little deck together and that, that worked fine. Uh, and uh, before I knew it, I was speaking at events and conferences and thought there's a new business here. So I, I turned Value Exchange, into, from, which was originally just a capturing brand for the product, into um, uh, a business in 2014 and pretty much done it 100% ever since and absolutely love it. Uh, it makes an impact. So that's how I got into it. And what's the... the, the... What's the, the the thing when you're when you're on LinkedIn because you're on LinkedIn a lot, um, you know I, I uh, I've dragged you over to uh, to this uh, you know uh, to be in in Facebook and uh, and I think you nearly had a bit of a heart attack when I mentioned it, but oh, yeah. um, <laughs> but when you're on LinkedIn. Um, I'm assuming there's lots of occasions where you're just looking and thinking you know there's so much opportunity here and you're just not taking it. Is that well, fair to say? All the time. Um, I, I'm totally frustrated by seeing the quality of people's profiles being poor or their engagement being technically wrong to maximize the algorithmic uh, potential of, of what they're doing um and of course you want to help the world put it all right um well that's what i have a living for as long as they're not doing um but yeah it, it, there's so few people maximize this platform effectively um it's staggering um but once yeah. they do the light bulb comes on such an opportunity 
So um, just to say uh, that uh, if you do put comments, we will uh, show them and uh, and and um, uh, ask you questions. So, for example, I've got someone here saying, hello, looking forward to learning more. Um, I can see that that's Nick uh, Bradley. If uh, if StreamYard, ha StreamYard hasn't got your permission uh, to show your face and username, it won't. But if you want to put your name and company in the comment, then I'll happily uh, uh, read it out as well. So uh, I assume the first place to start when we're on LinkedIn, Nigel, is the profile. Um, what what are the things that we need to be thinking about? What's the, uh, you know, what, what are the common mistakes? What are the common things that you need to put right on people's profiles? Um, well, commonly, people don't think of LinkedIn as the first place that people are likely to go when beginning a relationship with them. So, um, Johnny, I often ask an audience of people, uh, you know, are you proud of your LinkedIn profile? And, and about 5% of the hands go up. You know, it's a, it's a really low proportion of people who are actually proud of the profile. And I figure, you know, did you get out of bed this morning and not get dressed properly and come here, you know, to an event, you know, not, not combing your hair or, you know, at a cost not. But, uh, so why are you therefore not uh, proud of your LinkedIn profile? Because that is the place that most people will visit now before sending you an email, before developing a relationship, certainly before having a meeting with you. And therefore, I think, it, conversely, 90% of profiles are letting people down at the first hurdle. They're coming to your shop window and you're letting yourself down you know, badly at that very first interaction. So what a shame that is. Why aren't people absolutely proud of their profile and getting it all right? So great profile photo, filling the, the, the uh, headspace with the shop because you, your, your engagement on LinkedIn ends up going as a little tiny picture of yourself. So if it's anything but your headshot, you're missing the opportunity for that recognition, smiling at the camera, looking at the lens, you know, not none of this uh, movie stuff looking up in the sky. And, you know, it, you want to make that first impression as, as powerful as you can. So have eye contact with the lens on your, on your profile photo, dress appropriately for the place and, and make sure it's doing, doing the job it should. Beyond there, background picture, that's a, a lot of people don't utilize that effectively. Uh, it's free, why not? Um, quick giveaway and, and just, quickly on this because there's so much to learn just on profile alone. Um, the headline, the strap line that goes underneath your name is such a powerful vehicle to get across to the view of your profile, what you do and how you can help them. So letting LinkedIn take that over and just having it default to your company name and your job title is, is sort of such a lost opportunity to, to have a strap line to your brand. Uh, and, and in that brand, A, utilize the keywords that you'd like to be found for and have that sense of how you can help somebody when they view your profile. 120 characters in that space, so powerful, many people don't bother with it. So there's a, a couple of really quick tips. Yeah. And uh, just to show you some other people that are watching. So, uh, Tim, I can see comments on my other screen uh, who these people are. Tim Collins uh, is asking uh, how he can improve his salmon on the streets sleeping post. Well, there we go. I think we've probably just improved it for you. Uh, Nikki Tal is just saying hello. Uh, we've got someone else looking forward to hearing from Nigel. Uh, fancy dress bash. Uh, they're going to be making notes as we go. And Kathy Burns, I believe, is saying hello there, which is lovely to see. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Nigel, you, you made a good point there, which was around the background image um so many people don't even use one do they um it's in interesting actually johnny a lot a, a, a big i've seen a big increase in the use of background images um so even six months ago you know you could almost look through a whole series of images and 50 percent of them definitely wouldn't have used one i'm seeing a rapid increase i think 
there is an awareness building of LinkedIn. Possibly in this lockdown, people have more chance to go and look at what, what's good and what isn't so that they have more time to do it. Um, so I'm seeing an increase, but still so many people underutilize, you know, they just default to that sort of uh, blue starry kind of uh, graphic that LinkedIn defaults to, which is just a complete waste of an opportunity. You know, the old adage, a picture tells a thousand words, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's that. So if you can embrace the story of what you do and how you help somebody in that image, uh, th then it's a really powerful product. And it's for free, so why wouldn't you? We're going to try and cover lots of different topics today, um, and uh, we'll just see where we get to. Uh, we're going to be talking about things like articles versus posts. We're going to talk about company pages, groups, uh, how best to uh, use LinkedIn, how to connect. So there's there's lots of different areas we're, we're going to cover. Um, but sticking on the profile uh, for a bit longer, um, you talked about the headline. You talked about keywords. What's the what what makes a good headline? Um, I do you know. It's if you've never done a piece of work on yourself to actually identify what the keywords are in your own life or your business related life, then it's a, it's a really useful exercise to go through. So um, I encourage people to take some time out. Just put on a piece of paper everything that's important to you, the keywords associated with your business, your skills. Um, just write it down, pen and paper, fine. Uh, and from that piece of work where you're kind of dumping your, your thoughts onto a piece of paper, from it will come the keywords that sort of sit back in you know at you and if you imagine putting a call me old fashioned a piece of tracing paper over the top and highlighting keywords <laughs> this is really old fashioned uh, but you'll find that certain keywords come through so for me it's like linkedin uh, strategy training uh, lead generation um, you know th those kind of keywords so I, I would then make sure that those keywords are, are head put in that headline and then i try to turn that into a personal statement of i help my customers to and if you can get the essence of that across, um, then that's job done. Uh, I, I think of it, there's another context. This People talk about the 15-second elevator pitch. It's in a sales environment. You know, you meet, you meet the chairman of, of the company you want to do business with in the lift, and you've got 15 seconds to, to, to explain what you do. Most people start, they don't have a crystal clear statement of who they are and what they do. So so it's a bit like your 15-second your elevator pitch on LinkedIn. Get it in that title box, and, and you know it's a, it's a, it, it sets, and, and also its values in is in the search engine optimization value on LinkedIn as well, which are also enriched in your about section, in your experience section, and in your skills. So so don't forget that LinkedIn is a is a is an engine, a bit a bit like Google in a way, where the more of the keywords and activity you can have around your industry sector, uh, the more the algorithms are going to understand what it is you've got, and and, and number of things happen the right people can are wanting to connect with you because of those skills the algorithms are, are picking you up presenting content to you in your home page feed because of the algorithmic uh, attraction to those keywords so uh, and most people just completely un underutilize for example the about section they, they just either copy the company web page content and stick it in there um and and it's just such a rich area to explain to an audience that's wanting to know more how you can help them, what you do. So, um, you know, I, you've got 2,600 characters in there to tell that story. So you're not short of space. Uh, and, and people say to me, well, Nigel, no, nobody's going to read it. Well, you're right. 95% of the people who view your profile will not read it. But you know what? The 5% who do want to read it, want to know it, those are going to be your future clients and customers. So what, why waste an opportunity to, to match your services to, to what, the, what they're looking for? So uh, you know, that's, a, that's another feature of improving a LinkedIn profile that, that many, many people just don't, don't maximize.
Well, so is it the same concept with regard to what you were saying about the headline as the about section, the bio? Um, is it using that similar language? What's are there any uh, tips or tricks on 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 how that bio should open or uh, the the type of wording that you're using there? Not just from a keyword point of view, but from the, just the way you speak the language. It, it should be as conversational as you can make it. Um, I think all all channels uh, we rec you know we recognise now are moving with a, a bit more personality. So it's not all about business, 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 and and, and copy and pasting you know the homepage of the website into that section is, is not going to cut it. It's about you and your profile. So it's about uh, writing in the first person. I you know that it's about you. It's not it's, you don't don't write about yourself in the third person on your own profile. Um, so uh, also put your contact information there in, in there. There's another tip because if we're not connected with each other on LinkedIn as a first degree connection. We cannot see each other's contact details. So another tip, make sure your contact details are in there for anybody who looks at your profile who wants to get in touch because I use this expression, uh, LinkedIn confidence. Not everybody's LinkedIn confident. And therefore, you know, they may not feel appropriate to reach out to you and ask for a connection request. So therefore, let's 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 you know quick fire that 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 uh, relationship to a to a phone call, you know, to an email. <laughs> you know, LinkedIn is there to do a job to to help crystallize an early part of a relationship and 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 build trust in an ongoing relationship um you know don't 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 miss the opportunity to get that connectivity right to email and to your inbox as soon as you can uh, you know I, I use the expression get the relationship off linkedin as soon as you possibly can you're not going to make you're not going to create a sale there you're not going to uh, you know win a job there it's it, it's it's a it's a part to play in that customer journey of building your trust and your brand in order to get to the next level, whatever that next level is for you, you've you've just actually tapped into something that I was just thinking, and I'm guessing a lot of viewers uh, will be thinking the same. That you know, is is can you actually win business with LinkedIn? Can what part does it play, and how much you know that how much business can you know? I, I think a lot of people are still think of it as a recruitment platform, still think of it as a uh, you know uh, just loads of spam. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, does it win business? Apps. You might imagine doing LinkedIn. Pretty much, not all, but much of my business comes through my engagement and my activity on LinkedIn. That's not to underplay meeting people at networking events uh, or speaking at conferences. Of course, that that all adds to, to the personal brand and my messaging. Um, but undoubtedly, building the relationships on LinkedIn for all my clients is the crux of the matter. So, um, you know, I, I do call I do call this process lead generation. Um, but a little bit of me feels slightly uncomfortable about being um, categorized in the same way that those automated kind of lead generators are now using the language of creating. This is this is about lead generation, but in a meaningful trust building environment. And uh, it's not automated lead generation, which, which I, I, I hate with a passion. You know, anybody comes along and says, I can generate you. 30 you know 30 leads and you pay me 500 quid a month uh, we'll outsource your um, your link you know your linkedin process really when it comes down to it, all they're doing is creating noise from a profile that's going out into the the digital ether and is having no impact whatsoever it's got no personality it's got no relevance it's got no knowledge it's got no personality um, and you, you, i don't believe you can you, you can automate that particularly well successfully there are certain tiny functions perhaps but honestly you, you most people when I ask the question, 
how many new pieces of business do you need in the next 12 months to make your business really successful? And the answer to that question is, is rarely more than 10. Honestly, business to business to relationships, rarely, rarely more than 10. And so I ask myself, well, you know, when, when you get in front of that person and with the right products and the chemistry is good, what's your conversion rate on that opportunity? And they, and they say pretty high. You know, we win a lot of those opportunities. So, OK, let, let's imagine that I lower the percentage and I take the highest figure of 10. I lower the percentage to 50. You need 20 prospects in your pipeline this year, do you, to make yourself successful? Yeah, I guess if you put it that way, I do. Okay, so why not concentrate using LinkedIn to absolutely have a focused um, strategy on being attractive with your content to the right people, the right 20 people uh, who, who are going to make you successful in the next 12 months? Oh, I see what you mean. So th that will probably nicely lead us, lead us into the into the, the question about connections and you know how many connections should we have? Um, because if you if you're focusing with the content to the right audience that's the way to make yourself attractive to the people who might be a future clients um, and trying to be everything to everybody simply isn't going to work these days the, the, in a sense the more niche you have in terms of your value the more likely you're going to hit the target you're looking to seek so um it does raise the question of connections which i know is something we talked about before wasn't it um and, and i think we've got mixed strategies connection strategy um I, I i use you know who should we connect who should we connect with and Certainly in the past, I think it was more the case that a lot of people would accept pretty much any connection request coming in with the belief that, I'm not going to quote you from what we said earlier, Johnny, but that you never know who somebody knows, who knows somebody knows. I think that's rubbish, <laughs> frankly. The chances of somebody knowing somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody and that ended up as a, as a, as a pound in your bank account is so negligibly small. I, I think it actually um, deflates, um, it, it, it limits the value of your linkedin experience by being connected to people who can add value to your life or you can add value to theirs and, and that's a criteria i use when adding somebody to my pro to, to as a connection so you know thankfully uh, i have all my connections are built upon people wishing to connect with me luckily i i don't have to reach out to re to, to ask many people to wish to connect with me that I'm, I'm very lucky um, but when they when people when i get a batch of connection requests come in and i go through them individually one by one it's time consuming it really is um i use that criteria to decide whether i'm going to let them into my network or not because i i i feel i'm a product of the people i surround myself myself with you you know all my, my customers my clients my friends my prospects and um that makes me very special <laughs> okay those people are special to me that makes me special because I'm kind of a product of all of the people I bounce off and experience. So if I weaken that sense of connectivity with an audience that doesn't really know me and I don't know them and they're based in all corners of the globe and our relevances are so little to each other, then the net effect of that is it actually weakens the strength of my profile and, and the, the experience I have of LinkedIn, which is born of the people I'm connected to. So if I'm connected to you know, a highly valuable relevant bunch of people then my whole experience on linkedin is so much improved over being connected to everybody's dog and therefore the experience of all their content flowing into my stream is also weakened by by default and therefore people increasingly say to me oh linkedin it's getting like facebook we're on facebook um you know uh, and that tells me that that person is not particularly strategic about their connection strategy and are pretty much connecting to everybody and therefore having a weaker experience as a consequence. Does that make sense?
It, it it really does, and and uh, you know, yeah, we did discuss it before. I mean, I, I class yeah. myself as a bit of a LinkedIn tart, uh, and uh, and I do. Connect I, use with the word. I use the worst word. <laughs> I do I do typically connect with anyone. Um, you know, you're the LinkedIn expert. I'm a, a broad marketeer. My my expertise is, is search engine optimization, um, and um, uh, and you know, at the same time, there's not always rights and wrongs, but it's it's good to hear. Uh, in fact, someone said it, and. Uh, and I'll bring it up. I think it's uh, Tim uh, Kitchen. It's 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 you've set some context around it. Um, so he's put useful tips, setting context. And the, and the point here is that you you know it's that targeted approach, isn't it? And with regard to that, those endless connection requests. Um, uh, Wayne Jackson's got a question here. Is there any way of blocking spam such as those offering me endless leads? I'm, I'm, I don't know if there is. Is there a? Yeah. Um, well. It assumes that you've you've allowed a connection between you in the first place. So you've got a couple of options. Options if if a person that you've connected with in the past is, is basically sending you spam content, uh, delete them. <laughs> Simple. Yeah. Just just and go you, into the profile, delete and end off. Uh, and you can you, know, you can uh, block people as well, can't you? You, you can, can block, you can block well, an yeah, individual. Their content coming into into your feed of that specific person. Uh, so that's not sort of going to the extent of, of deleting them. It's just blocking them. They don't know that you've um, blocked them, and and they don't know you've deleted uh, them either. Unless you make the mistake in the profile visibility of mode of visiting their profile before you delete them, then you've left kind of a digital signal, you've been to the profile, they happen to go looking back at you because you've looked at them and they can't find you. They, there's only one uh, next conclusion that you've deleted them. So just be careful if you're gonna go into, uh, you know, wholesale culling of your connections mode, <laughs> then you turn off the visibility of viewing the profile first, go into culling mode and then turn it back on afterwards. Because actually remaining visible uh, as, a, as a, leaving a digital footprint on a profile is really important um, because it shows interest in the person. And particularly on a free uh, account, you only get to see the last five people who viewed you. But if you go to anonymous mode in, a, in, in kind of a permanent state, the visibility of the people who view you is, is uh, turned off for you while you remain in anonymous mode. This is hard to explain in, in, in video, but do you get my drift? So if you if you go anonymous, the people who are viewing you are, are completely anonymous too. So so do turn yourselves back on to being visible when you're viewing a profile, because that way the valuable, highly valuable intelligence of people who are viewing you is then still available to you, even on a free account, the way you get the last five people viewing your profile. Yeah, I mean, what? Well, yeah. So what uh, Wayne's saying here is he's just fed up of getting the requests and he he, he doesn't accept them. Um, well, he's looking for a blanket uh, way to stop spam requests. I don't think there's a blanket way. Uh, you've got yeah. to deal with each one individually, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you've certainly uh, you've certainly converted some people here because uh, Kathy Burns. She's saying that uh, that makes sense. I think I'll go and clear out some contacts. Um, yeah. And um, we've I'll got Simon. Yeah, just, just one little thing I'd say on that, that there is a sense in which uh, everybody's account has an algorithmic um, intensity by virtue of number of connections. So uh, just this is going a little bit deeper on the on the topic. But if if you've only got a few hundred connections, don't start going deleting half of them because you're almost becoming algorithmically too small to have an impact. But if you've got, say, more than 500 connections, um, and I use that figure not because it stops displaying, displaying the number, but just because it seems to make sense to me. If you've got more than 500 connections, then go and clear 50 out. That's fine. But if you've got only a handful of connections, don't start killing them before you've added some more, if that makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's an algorithmic sort of sense of having some... Uh, 
some algorithmic attention if you've got several hundred profile uh, connections in the first place. Yeah, and and in, and more about culling here. Simon uh, Robertson saying, um, as a long-standing LinkedIn user, would Nigel advise a cull of contacts who are clearly not active or engaging? I think the answer is you're saying yes. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Listen, but for um, you know, I'm an old guy, okay, um, and I've been on this platform since 2007. It, it started out in 2002, so I've been there here a long time, and I've got something like 4,700 connections. Now, that's an awful lot of connections, um, but honestly, if I'd have wanted LinkedIn's ceiling of 30,000 connections, I could have had that year, years ago by just saying to every audience I've ever met, please connect with me on LinkedIn. What, so, so here I am now with 30,000 connections. I can't add any more. I, I can't possibly know 30,000 people. Uh, so, so the net, for the reasons pre previously explained, the net value of all that connectivity is, is probably actually weakening my net presence on LinkedIn. So by, by limiting and vetting really carefully every single connection that I've, I've ever uh, accepted, I know that the quality of that network is 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 very very high, and therefore you know I've got something really valuable. It's a More massive valuable. asset, massive asset, uh, and I treat it like that, you know, with with huge respect. Um, I'm only looking at another screen uh, because I've got another screen here. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking for people's names. Uh, so Monia uh, has just asked a perfect question because it was my next question. Uh, so uh, do you think LinkedIn pr uh, premium offering is worth it? So my question was around free paid upgrades. There's lots of different options. Yeah. What's your thoughts? Okay. Um, do you need to pay LinkedIn any money to be successful? No. <laughs> okay. Straight off the bat, no. But the majority of people who pay for premium and, and those who even pay for sales navigator, which is sort of the level above, uh, are probably wasting the money. It, it's like, um, you know, many of us will drive a vehicle. A Formula One vehicle can do things way beyond uh, our ability to, to handle. Can I drive a car? I can drive a car. Could I drive a Formula One car? No. It, it, so move, sitting sitting me in the in the seat of a Formula One vehicle is probably a waste of time. Putting tools around you that you're not maximizing on LinkedIn is probably a waste of time if you're not maximizing what you've got for free. So most people are, are just underutilizing uh, LinkedIn's free options and therefore have absolutely no advantage of, of paying money to LinkedIn for, for features that don't enhance their experience in any way. The features for you to use and maximize what you can achieve from the platform. If you're not maximizing free, what's the point in paying for something that, you, that you're not maximizing either? So um, having said that, okay, uh, I'm not saying that the upgrades don't have a value. So for instance, I have premium and, uh, and I have Sales Navigator, albeit I've recently decided I'm not gonna renew Sales Navigator. Um, what the biggest single advantage I find from premium as an upgrade is, the long-term ability to see all the people that have viewed my profile. So if, I've mentioned it before, on a free account, you get to see the last five people. On a premium account, you can see the last uh, number of people who viewed your profile in the last 90 days. So I can now relax. You know, I, I don't need to be jumping on LinkedIn every day to see who the last five people were before they disappear off, off the feed. Uh, so I can be relaxed. I can visit it once a day, a few times a week, and just scroll through the last... Uh, you know, number of people who viewed my profile. So I think to, 
from memory, my last number of views on my profile in the last 90 days today is around 900. So, so what an opportunity to explore those people who are interested in me. They, they, they haven't got, they haven't woke up in the morning and typed Nigel Cliff into the search bar on LinkedIn, COPS, that's not. So there has to be a reason they've looked at me. There's some interest that I've engaged in a conversation that's triggered a, triggered a, uh, some interest for them to look. So, um, so the, 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 most highly valuable piece of intelligence on the LinkedIn platform is that who's viewed you? What links can you make from your knowledge of the person, the company, the people you've met to see that somebody's looking at you? Now that, that's either a connection, super, you know, hey, Johnny, I saw you look at my profile uh, this week. You know, how are you doing? We haven't spoken for a few weeks, kind of thing. Uh, or for, for a, new pro, uh, a new visitor to your profile um, that's in your, that, that's categorized in your target market, to, to use the, the, the sort of the marketing expression. So if a person looks at your profile who's an absolute candidate for, for, for your, your business, then what about the opportunity to use that moment to, 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 to make the connection and, and look back at that person's profile and then, and then very gently over a period of time get into a situation where you, you, you reach out for a connection request on the basis of some interest in each other. And there's a whole protocol behind that that I don't have time to explain. So it's not about jumping onto it. I saw you look at my profile. You know, can we connect? Ah, you know that, that that's that's not the way to do it. Um, but 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 there are other ways to tease it. So if somebody looks at your profile, perhaps go and engage with their content, build up the relationship, build up your trust in their. I call it their digital peripheral vision. You know, be on the on the verges of the outside of the bar, having a chat with other colleagues, and eventually sort of work your way in to, to being in at, at a point in time when then you can ask for that connection request and the person go, yeah, I'll see you around. I, I'm, I'm feeling comfortable with your, with your brand. Um, so being careful and, and uh, strategic about how, when, and how you develop those relationships with, with key opportunities is a critical part of LinkedIn and, and just, Diving all over it, you know, just because somebody's looked at your profile. Oh, so you look at profile. Let's connect. We'll we'll whack off a little. Just just this is a long term game. I mean, we have short term wins, but but generally speaking, you play the long game on LinkedIn, and it when it will de deliver you huge rewards. Uh, you know, hit it like everything's a selling opportunity, and you'll fail. It, it, people just do not like being sold on LinkedIn. So so come off that pedal completely. This is uh, social, not selling, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, so your your key point here with regard to free versus paid is you know maximize free before you even consider paid. Uh, yeah. But one of the big advantages of paid is being able to look at who's looked at your profile, uh, and uh, and there's there's some some benefit in that. Um, so uh, we've got a couple of questions which uh, again people must have known exactly what we were going to be talking about and the order we were going to be talking about it in. Uh, <laughs> uh, because uh, it does come on to company pages. Uh, so um, we've got uh, Kate, uh, Kate Elizabeth Thompson uh, asking, uh, is there an effective way of getting people to follow your business page? We, we, we've, uh, we, both of us are sort of slightly <laughs> smiling at that. And then yeah. we've got another question here uh, from uh, Joe, uh, Joe Krebin, uh, which is, um, is the value in having a company page and is uh, if there is, what is the best way to use it? So brings us nicely onto company pages. Um, talk to us about company pages. Okay, right. I, I, you know, I love talking about this subject more than any other because it's 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 one topic which people are getting wrong all over the place. We engage with each other on LinkedIn. Okay, 
we have relationships with connections, uh, you know, people to people relationships. Companies on LinkedIn are kind of a third party object, inanimate object. Com com you can't have a conversation with a company. It, it, it doesn't work. So, um, so let me tell you, anybody out there who's, who's thinking that the strategy of connecting and trying to build influence through the company page is, is a thing, forget it. It doesn't work. It's a complete and utter waste of time, right? I'm just saying it as it is. Go research it. Go look at anybody's company page and go down to the uh, reactions uh, and comments and, in, and, and engagement with that company post and you'll find it's almost zero. Um, won't mention names. I was with a company. Uh, well, I could pick any company. Literally, I could go to any company page and, and analyze their posting of content over the last six months. And, and without ex without exaggeration, I could put a full stop on a single post on a page and do nothing else, and get more interaction on on a, on a full stop than ever a company does with its company page content. So it doesn't work. Why is it? Why is it? Let, I have to let me explain why. You first of all don't know who your company page followers are. Unlike we we know our connections, we don't know our company page followers. Um, usually, it's a very small number of people. Company page content rarely gets posted as, as material that ends up in your feed on, on a LinkedIn post anyway. And why is that? Why, why would that be? Because they want to charge you for the privilege of putting your content as promoted content in front of an audience. So why are they going to give you that privilege for free? So, so honestly, company page content does not work in terms of an engagement vehicle. The engagement and opportunity comes from us sharing, communicating uh, on, on LinkedIn as individuals. So in answer to the question, well, why we bother with a company page? Yes, it's absolutely important to have a company page, if for no other reason than it does sort of uh, provide additional trust in your personal brand, particularly if you're an individual that works for yourself, for example, um, and uh, you, 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 you know, like, like me, for example, uh, you know, I work for myself, I don't employ anybody, but I've got a company page because it legitimizes me against a company with, with a logo. So uh, on the profile page, at the or right at the top of your personal brand, instead of having that little gray box that appears like you're sort of homeless <laughs> on LinkedIn, you, it brings through the logo from the company. So for that reason alone, it's, it's, it's a really good idea to have a company page and fill out the website details, what the company does, blah, 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 that, the few fields that the company page affords. And if, if I was being really sort of, um, if I'm advising you correctly, post something once a month on your company page just so it doesn't look like it's gone to sleep, okay? But don't expect engagement from it. That comes from us. Build You build your, your brand, build a personal brand, build the ambassadorship of your brand through yourself or the people you employ. Make them the ambassadors of your brand. That way, you've got multiple channels of, of, of content generation, uh, whereas the link, the company page just does not, it just doesn't communicate with anybody. It's not interesting. It's corporate. Nobody's interested in it. Sorry if that's a bit of a letdown for some people out there, but I, I talked to some, you know, very large companies about this who, who, who you know, employment to come and, and talk strategy. Uh, and in fact, I, I'm having the third session of, of, of three sessions with, a, with a, a client in London tomorrow afternoon, the marketing department of a, of a big organization exactly on this point, where when I pointed out to them what, how it was going wrong, oh my goodness, you're right. And we looked at the stats, you know, what this, I wasn't making this up, they can go and see their own stats. So they got it, now they're building the ambassadorship of, 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 of making sure that all the people who represent their brand, which are hundreds of people, are done better than they presently are. And that the impact on, on their brand around LinkedIn and elsewhere 
I can't tell you. It'll be immeasurably different when they go around it that way than the way they have been doing in the past. Yeah, and and um, uh, you made another point there, which was around if you've got teams of people. Um, one of the offer, one of the things that often business owners don't consider, or sales directors or marketing directors, is actually this team of people they've got um, could be doing so much more than the company page is doing. Um, oh. And uh, apart from you know a tiny little bit from my personal point of view, you might get a bit of SEO value having the company page. But I agree, there's no engagement, and uh, it's not the place to be spending your time. Uh, Wayne Jackson is agreeing. People buy people. Um, uh, Joe Krebin is saying uh, a relief, Nigel. I'm not sure what she's exactly referring to there. Um, and um, uh, so I've got another question which I'll come on to in a second. Uh, but yeah, that that um, uh, makes perfect sense. Um, and it is about spending more time on on your profile than your than your company page. Um, okay, uh, we're going to talk about. Um, we've talked about connections. We've talked about. Um, uh who to connect with is there anything that we missed on connections with regard to maybe uh the approach or um with regard you know if you wanted to connect with someone the best approach or if you um were trying to you know convert a conversation into something a bit more meaningful anything to discuss there yeah sure sure um if you when I receive connection requests, the ones that stand out to me are the ones that have been personalized. The people that have taken the trouble to say, hey, Nigel, um, I saw a recent post uh, and, and uh, valued that and thought it'd be nice to connect with you. Kind regards, Sarah. Yeah. How nice is that? As opposed to, I want to connect with you on LinkedIn. So this, this is how many people treat LinkedIn. I want to connect with you on LinkedIn. Oh, okay. Connect. End of. What's the point in that? But it is an, is, I've now got another connection. What is the point of that? I, I ask you. So every connection request I make, and I have already said I don't make very many, I always personalise the invitation. Hi, Johnny. Uh, I saw you in a, in, at an event recently. It was lovely to chat with you. I'd be honoured to have you as a connection here on LinkedIn. Can regards, Nigel. Nigel at Valley Exchange, telephone number, email address. Personable. And when you send that sort of request to somebody's inbox, they rarely, rarely decline the connection request. So that's just courteous. It's just, just common sense. Do you know what? People get, I get frustrated. People get behind a keyboard, as we are now, or on the, on the device, and all that etiquette and, and, and kindness goes out the window. Somehow we all become 140 character, 40 character. Everything's got to be a snippet. Uh, you know, the, the, just the human interaction that we have if we met in person goes out the window. And I figure if you go make a little bit of effort to add some of that back into a digital early relationship, you stand out a million miles from everybody else who doesn't bother. Uh, this particular case, if you if you if your experience is delivered mostly from a debate from a, a, a mobile phone or, or ipad um you're on the app version then you have you've kind of got to go around the corner to get to being able to put an invite in because when you hit connect it's gone whereas when you do that on the desktop it pops up would you like to send a message to this person yes i would 
and, and you know and then you put your message in that box so if you're being strategic about linkedin as a vehicle for business development to grow your business your personal brand whatever your objectives are i i, I urge you to spend more time on the desktop because it's just a better experience than on the app but the app is particularly bad in the respect of you see and you see something you'd like to connect with you click connect you think oh what, what, that's all gone you have to, to go around the circles to personalize a message which of course on your mobile takes time takes patience uh, and, and, and people don't do it so um, and, and also this connection space if i even if somebody doesn't send a, 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 an invitation uh, personally do you know what i still send them a message back so I say, hey, uh, Johnny, um, uh, thank you for uh, requesting a connection. I'm delighted to accept. Uh, and then I've got a variety of, of template answers to, um, uh, you know, uh, I, I was wondering how I might be able to help you. Uh, listen, it'd be nice to share content on LinkedIn. Look forward to seeing you around. Uh, you know, just some, some nice, gentle language about, hey, let, I'm happy to have you as a new friend, you know, kind regards Nigel. And I've got various templates of that. So if, if depending on the nature of the relationship, uh, that, that, that will tempt a person into wanting to take it further. I may sometimes go, I'm really curious what a fantastic profile you've got. We, we've got a lot of common connections. Uh, I wonder what it was that made you wish to connect with me. I'd love to explore that if you've got a minute. You know, do you fancy virtual coffee? I mean, virtual coffees are now a, a thing, but I was using that expression like five years ago. Virtual <laughs> coffee. Well, it's like you, you can sit in PJs, right? building relationships with people and have multiple, multiple virtual coffees over Zoom, as I've been doing for years, uh, without the need to get in your car, go to Starbucks, spend 20 quid, car parking fees. You know, It's like half a day to go and have a 10-minute meeting with somebody. And in 10 minutes, you know whether the chemistry is right or wrong. Whereas you can do that multiple times in a day on, on LinkedIn, if you choose, yeah. uh, and have those virtual coffees. And you, know, you both know when the opportunity is right, yeah, you both say, "Listen, this has been fantastic. Let's we, let's have a real coffee. Let's meet." Now, when you meet, you're not you're not verifying the value of that meeting anymore. Now you get into the meat and the, the gravy of, of of having a meeting. Do you see where I'm coming from? So, yeah. so it's been it's been patient and respectful about that connection request, uh, which is why I, I you know I don't I reject half of the connection requests that I, I I get made of me because I want to nurture the ones that I receive versus have no relationship with any of them because I've got the time. So, so that, that's why I'm really selective. Uh, and, and honestly, I have, I have, Johnny, I've literally, more, many occasions, somebody's viewed my profile in the morning. I've reached out to them thinking there's an opportunity here. And I've sent an invoice in the same day. Right, you talk about winning business on LinkedIn. You know, I, I run a workshop, so it's usually for a workshop sale. But the, 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 oh, Nigel, I'm not sure I'm getting most out of LinkedIn. You seem like a guy who can help me. Uh, you know, can we connect? Yeah, sure. Hey, do you want a five minute conversation just to you know give you a few tips on LinkedIn? I, I can sure as hell help you in, in, in the next 15 minutes. Oh, would you do that for me? Yeah, of course I would. On the phone, they go, Wow, this has been incredible. What more can you do for me? Well, did you know I run a LinkedIn workshop? Yeah, do you want a book on that? Yes, invoice, bomb. Nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. Why would you want to do that if you could? <laughs> Honestly, so, it, it, it works. It, it absolutely works. It, you, you can absolutely win business on LinkedIn. So just to remind you all, uh, if you do want to ask questions, please do. We're here for probably another 15, 20 minute tops. Uh, we'll see how time goes. Um, and uh, But if you've got questions, please do ask. If you're watching on replay, let us know by putting hashtag replay in. Uh, and if this is helping, uh, please like and comment and uh, tell your friends to join the group. Facebook, Coronavirus Yorkshire 
business support group. Um, we've got um, Nigel uh, Bradley's just asking a question. I think you've already answered it, but we'll just reiterate that. I think you know there are different strategies and people have different ways of doing things. Uh, he's asking about automation. So he's asking, are there any automation tools that you can recommend, I guess, but you're well against automation. Yeah, I, uh, I, I really am. Um, yeah, not to go over the same point again, but um, do you know what? You can't automate relationships. Yeah, you know, a human relationship cannot be automated. Um, and um, I mean, can we not all see it coming? You know, you get a standard kind of formatted letter where you know your name's been inserted in, in, on LinkedIn, and you just you, you just know you're one of a number. Uh, it, it, I, I'm not a number. I'm a person. You know, talk, think- talk to you one on one. And as soon as I sense automation is in that spirit of trying to connect with me, I'm out of here. I don't want. I don't want to be another number in your database, pal. Yeah, yeah. I want to be a relationship, and if you have a relationship, so, then let's develop that. You talk about very targeted approaches, targeted uh, targeted relationships. Uh, so, is are you is the way you see LinkedIn? Is it more for business to business and um, uh, uh, businesses that have small number of clients, or? Or do you see opportunity in, in LinkedIn for even consumer products um, and, and, and a much bigger scope? Or, or, or does that not make any difference? Uh, no, I think there is a big difference, to be honest. I, I, I concentrate on what I call business-to-business relationships on LinkedIn. So um, I, don't, I genuinely don't think uh, that LinkedIn is a, is a, is a platform for, for consumer-based products. Um, however, as as with everything in life, there are always exceptions. Um, there, there, you know, there are some people who uh, sell shoes very successfully on LinkedIn. There are some people who sell flowers very successfully on LinkedIn. Um, so, um, and I think that's because they've 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 got a personality. They developed a, a relationship with an audience, and, and they attract the sales through that through that personality. Um, so, you know, as ever, there are, are exceptions. Um, but you say, is it for big small businesses? Um, let me tell you that some of the most complex uh, organizations in the world are having to reconsider in the light of social technologies how their engagement works. So um, some of the businesses uh, and establishments that I work with are, are very locked down to, to communicating at all. So. How do they operate in a world where new employees are coming into their business or into their uh, organization who've got a digital presence? I mean, do they do they lock themselves out of that? No, they can't. They can't. So that these are people with a, with a, with a digital footprint in the world. So so they, there's a, there's a new challenge coming around in in some areas of our our lives where it's it, it's it, you can no longer avoid the fact that a personal brand matters whether you're on the front line of a selling role or you're in a supportive role as an engineer or a backup, you know, everybody's got a part to play in, in the ambassadorship of that brand. And therefore, you know, whether you're a one man band, 10, 20, 100,000, 10,000, uh, this, this, the same, uh, issues matter. And I don't think in this regard, size matters at all. The, the, the better you can make the ambassadors of your brand at this engagement um, of, of, of what's on offer, the more successful you'll be. That you, you've just got, most businesses have got an untapped resource to actually make the, pe- the people 
better on LinkedIn, to, to tell the stories that benefit them, uh, not just not just on the front line, not just the salespeople, but you know, the, the, there's more authenticism through an engineer telling a story about how you resolved a client's problem from the heart, from the knowledge, you know, the trust in, in that depth than ever the salesman, I, I use that word loosely, uh, you know, uh, telling you all of the, the, the pros and cons of this 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 object or this service. So um, everybody can have a part to play in this. And, and you know, I, I wish I could wave a magic wand across all businesses to understand the power of this. Those who do are firing on all cylinders. They've just recognized the opportunity uh, and and their LinkedIn presence is 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 directly attributable to in, to increases in website traffic, increases in conversions and opportunities, no doubt whatsoever. Um, there's a a meaty topic I want to get into um, before we uh, we finish, which is around uh, articles uh, versus uh, posts. So uh, articles are where you can uh, do some kind of blog uh, on LinkedIn. Post is where you go onto the homepage of LinkedIn and you can put some kind of status. Um, and also, whilst we're debating about articles and posts and understanding the differences and the pros and cons, uh, I want to get into the content. What's What makes good content? What makes uh, a good post? What makes a good article? Um, we've got uh, Rue Goodman asking a question. How often should you post on your personal page? And is it better not to talk about business matters all the time, uh, but show personality and engage with people that way? Um, so it's it's around the, the content, the perhaps how often how to use posts how to use articles so there's quite a few questions there can you talk yeah. us through the the content yeah. side of linkedin Re really good questions uh, you know thanks everybody for, for asking those um do you know what there are, there are there are two rules there are two things to get right on linkedin number one is have a great profile number two is guess what engage okay uh, and that engagement comes through that you know technically um a post uh, or an article at that content distribution level so here's the difference between a post and an article um posts get you engagement on linkedin so they're the short form blogs the snippets of content either either through video through text only through image or through documents um and 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 those are extremely good at getting you the traction through posts that's where the the engagement comes that's where you get the likes and, and, and most maybe more valuable the comments so um the secret to success in terms of a content strategy is produce information which is relevant to the audience you're trying to attract be conversational be giving in terms of value share what you know uh, when i'm when i'm talking at a deeper level about this in terms of what should form a content strategy the easiest place to start is tell people what you know and and I use the example if I illustrate this for a second. If I'm doing a, a workshop on on LinkedIn, I go around the room at the early few minutes and say, "Look, I'm, I'm pleased to be here. What is it you want to know today?" Uh, right, go around the room. Give me one, just give me one thing each, and I'll write it on the, on a flip chart, sort of alongside. And um, so, and I later on when reflecting on this topic of content strategy, uh, I say, "What do you think you should? What think? Where do you think your content strategy should start, folks? Looking at them back in the room. This is sort of half a day on. And they go, no idea. Don't know where to start on content. I'll tell you what about starting there. And they go, where? Took that flip chart. What do you mean? Well, that's what you came into the room wanting to know. Do you think that's the first time I've written those questions down on the board, folks? And they go, no, probably not. No, I, I've written them hundreds, if not thousands, of times. But I write, I write them down hundred times, hundreds of times a year." And the, and I say to them, that is where I start with my content. 
the things that my audience wants to know is where I start with the content and the understanding and the learning, the giving of knowledge. So, and I said, I'm, I'm no different to you, by the way, just because I'm talking about LinkedIn and LinkedIn is, is absolutely no different to any subject. All of us get asked questions by our audiences, by our customers, our prospect customers all the time. If that's what our customers want to know, turn that back into your content strategy. You know, replay. Do you know what I've been I've been asked this question five times this week? You know, how do you how do you do this on a Mac if you're in IT? How, how do you fix this plumbing problem if you're you know I'm, I'm I'm everybody can do it. That's the stuff that people want to know. I'm not an expert in plumbing or in, in vehicle maintenance or in or in pensions finance. So if somebody says to me, you know, it, it, I don't, do I really need to answer the simplest questions, Nigel? Don't everybody know that? They don't, because that's not their specialization. So take it back to basics and share knowledge as a part of, of, of a strategy. So posts are where you get activity and engagement. Uh, so what, how, where does an article feature? Well, articles on LinkedIn are a much longer form of content, as, as you said, Johnny. Um, they're, they're, a, they're a more in-depth uh, piece of content around a topic. So I figure... The value of me producing articles occasionally on LinkedIn is to, is to endorse me as a thought leader in my space. So I, I look at it this way. If, if all I ever did was short form posts uh, on LinkedIn uh, and it was all kind of snippet content, then a, a visitor to my profile might go, well, it's all very nice. Is there any depth to this guy? You know, it, it's all tidbits, you know? Um, so if I write occasional articles that go much deeper, for example, into content, which is one of the articles I wrote recently, I say, look, I talk about content a lot, and I can't tell you everything in a post of what I'm thinking around content, so why don't you go to my article and read a really deep thought through piece of content on actually what does content mean, good content mean on LinkedIn? And the answer to that is in an article. So, so the, the value in producing articles is not because you'll get engagement all on them, albeit you do, but the, the number of views I would get from a piece of uh, article content is in the hundreds. Whereas if I do posts on a regular basis, and I'll talk about frequency in a second, um, I will get thousands of, 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 of views and, and uh, engagement with a post. So I, I, you don't get that on articles. So I think it's a balance of having the two. So I will will do an article every couple of months, perhaps. I, I should do more, if I'm honest, but, but the engagement comes on post, so I'm, I'm in there engaging all the time. Um, and articles are hard to write, you know, that they're, 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 they're the deep stuff that they, you know, they might take me a, a day plus to write. So I'll be doing that over a period of time. Uh, go, going back to your specialization, though, uh, Johnny, SEO, um, content written in an article on LinkedIn also is uh, spidered and bottered by Google. So, so there's a double benefit to writing articles in this context in that that content actually finds its way searchable by Google. So, so you're getting the double the bang for your book. And, and, you, and if you've got a business, you're probably also going to put that content as a, as a long form blog on your website. So you've got three ways to play at it. Put it on your website, put it as an article. Google's referencing both, win-win. And it serves to, prove, to, to show you as a thought leader in your space. So, so really, that's a uh, sort of a, an overview of of post versus article, and why one over the other. It's ju it's just a thing. Articles just do not get engagement in the way that LinkedIn um, amplifies them, whereas posts do. Uh, and then, just quickly touching on that point of how often. Well, here's a good. It, this is a really good question, uh, and I see some people just going mad and posting every day 
some people post Billy dozens of times a day. Like, what's the point in that? All you can possibly be doing is shoving noise into the universe, right? Of no value to anybody other than corrupting the airwaves with, with, with probably you know uh, non-valuable content. I was I was attempted to use a different word there. Um, so um, uh, far better to produce some good content twice, three times a week that's got value that you've thought about that's crafted well uh, 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 that is going to add value to the audience that's reading it. And just bombard them with constant content. Um, and, the, and the other reason, and this is a critical reason, if I if I have an in, in my world, I'm not a superstar. I'm not I'm not a, a celebrity. If I get a, a couple of thousand views of a, of a video piece of content that I produce uh, around the question of posts versus uh, articles, which I did a few weeks ago, uh, and I get you know a few thousand views of, of that of that video. The engagement that goes on inside that particular post is where the is where the nuggets of gold are. The people asking questions, Nigel, I, I didn't realise this. Can I just ask you about that? What about this? I have a different opinion. Could I share that? The, the, the value of that engagement is huge. And if if I'm going to have a hundred comments inside uh, a piece of content which has got a couple of thousand views, that takes time. But that's where that's where the value of of my personal brand is ever giving me back benefits because the, the discussions that go on in that place allow me to, to differentiate myself as, as somebody who really knows my, my, my business in, in that commentary. So if I'm pushing out three, four pieces of content today, every day, I can't possibly follow the debate and the constructive discussions that are going on inside uh, that content. So, so I need to give myself the time. If I publish what I think is a, is, a, is a worthwhile piece of content, I need to give myself a few days to mop up on all the, the, the time it's going to take me to engage with my own article or my own post. So, so I'd rather do one, you know, seriously, one piece of good content a week and have all the value from it. They just bombard people constantly with with so much rubbish that they, you know that my my net effect in their life is zero. So it's a, it's about quality, not uh, quantity. Totally. I'm I'm just covering Rue's question around uh, always talking about the business or adding personality. Any thoughts on you know whether you should be bringing out some personality? Yeah, as well? it, it's it's. Um, I think there's a noticeable change happening um, that I've seen particularly over the last um, 12, 18 months. Um, it's very much a case of bringing in personality. It's not about business, 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 facts, figures, let me bore you yeah. with all the stuff I know. It, it's, um, you know, one of, the, one, of the strong, one of the strongest things you can do on, on LinkedIn and, and in marketing in all social media is, is store by that content, Put it, give it context. You know, you know, a funny thing happened to me today. I, you know, it wouldn't be like that. But but if you put yourself in that story or a situation in a story, it's got so much more attractiveness than if you just tell it as a fact or a, or a piece of intelligence. So that brings in it the sense to to add your own um, your own personality. Um, I don't do it too often, but occasionally I will I will post something completely off beam. Um, I did one uh, a few weeks ago at the early part of this lockdown that we're in, um, saying uh, that the uh, gov.uk published some stats about people's moods, happiness, stress, and, and I thought I reflected on the. There was like six elements to this, and I reflected on this myself and thought, well, how, how am I feeling in relation to what you got Dove is telling me in terms of all these stats? And um, so I did a post based on you know I, I, I clicked the, the stat and I put that in as, a, as an image, and then I sort of said, okay. Well, here's my view of all you know my stress, my happiness, blah blah blah, and and it was it was it was not an altogether uplifting response because you know my moods have, have been up and down in this period just like anybody else's. So yeah. I felt it was appropriate to to share that 
Um, you know, listen, and, and whose lives are perfect? You know, I think we're, we're way beyond that. So actually to, to have a degree of vulnerability, uh, you know, on, on LinkedIn as a personality, I think is, is endearing to an audience. It's, it's good if having a... The perfect human being, we're probably not going to be that attractive. So yes, personality in there, fine. But but LinkedIn isn't Facebook. But I think what you're saying is it's a good, it's good having a mix of, between articles and, and posts and also between the types of content, etc. Um, yeah. We're going to wrap this up very shortly, so we're just looking for a couple of very quick answers on this one. Uh, sure. So does Nigel feel that we can overdo uh, content posts? I'm thinking about those who continually post about their business and add nothing to the wider conversation. In fact, we've just uh, asked that uh, answered that question. That was Simon Robertson. Yeah. Thanks I, for asking I, that question. I call uh, that selling, Johnny. That, 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 selling. If all you do is about your business, that's selling. That ain't going to work. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, finally, Joe Krebin, uh, do you need to slightly differentiate between the article on LinkedIn versus the uh, article on your blog uh, from for Google? Uh, I could answer that question. Uh, all, I, all I'd say from an SEO point of view, uh, to avoid a duplicate content issue, uh, just uh, whichever one you post on first is the primary one. Uh, on the secondary one, uh, just put a, a comment at the very bottom, uh, which or not a comment, but part of the text at the very bottom, which says originally posted on and linked to the primary article. And that solves the duplicate content issue. With regard to do you write in a slightly different way, I guess that's about audience. So if you've got a different audience on your website to a different audience on LinkedIn, uh, but uh, Nigel, I'm sure would have said that um <laughs> i think we've uh, we've covered pretty much everything i mean it's been a fascinating conversation we could go on for a long time we've got another final question there uh the uh, oh this is the best presentation on linkedin i've heard it makes so much sense thank you that's kathy burns that's really delightful to hear um uh, but I, i'm conscious that if we went on too much longer we'd lose people so i don't want to do that um yeah. and uh, and it's brilliant that we've uh, we've done so much um nigel if we wanted to find you online or if you've got anything to promote so first of all have you got anything that you're wanting to promote i know you're doing some webinars uh is there uh, uh, anything that you're wanting to promote and where would we find you uh well quite simply at linkedintraining.co.uk is, is where you need to go that's that simple uh, you search me on linkedin nigel cliff c-l-i-double-f-e uh you, you, you'll follow me there as well um uh yeah i, I do linkedin training for corporate uh, bodies individuals my normal uh, life is traveling quite a bit around the uk and beyond uh, of course in these times that's completely curtailed so like everybody else I, i'm rethinking how i do some of that uh, but i'm hoping that at some point we re return to some form of normality where i get back to sort of serving customers in usually in their premises um, but uh, I, I want to help everybody. I, I run a, a regular course in Leeds every month uh, for anybody who wishes to attend, uh, as I call it, my LinkedIn bootcamp. And I've run that for five years and had over 1,200 people on that course. Um, so if you really want to get to grips with an understanding of how LinkedIn can really make a difference for you, day's course, really, really valuable. Lots of people have been on it, fantastic uh, uh, referrals on the, off the back of that. So, uh, and listen, if you've taken the time to look at this uh, this uh, session with Johnny and you've been here an hour, don't waste it. Go and make LinkedIn really, really shine for you, honestly. Most people completely underutilize it as a tool. Uh, if you get to know it, I, I guarantee you success on the back of it, I really do. You just gotta understand it, have a strategy, have a bit of focus, get to know it, and uh, make it make your business fly. 
So true. We've got, thank you very much for this session. It's been really helpful. Uh, we've got, it's been fantastic. Uh, great sessions. Thank you both. Thank you guys. Stay safe. Uh, thanks guys. Many thanks, Johnny and Nigel. Great session. Thank you. Really good. Great. Thank you. Some fantastic comments. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, just to say to everyone that's watching, thank you for your time. Uh, I hope it's been helpful. What we want to know as the uh, Coronavirus Yorkshire Business Support Group is who else would you like us to be interviewing? What would you like to be asking? What topics would you like covering? Uh, either drop some comments, send me a direct message, whatever you'd like, um, but let us know what you'd like to be hearing. Next week, we're doing uh, a live Q&A with an employment lawyer, Paul Grinley from uh, Winston Solicitors. I know my colleague, uh, Nikki Towler, is going to be doing an interview with uh, Leeds um, uh, Micro Businesses uh, for uh, the... Uh, Leeds City Council uh, is going to be coming on to talk about microbusinesses and how they're supporting them. Uh, Nigel, thank you once again uh, for coming on. We really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, we will see you all soon. Say uh, bye from Nigel. I'll let Nigel say goodbye. Brilliant. Thanks, uh, awesome. It's been a, a pleasure. And uh, thanks for listening, folks. Appreciate it. And uh, all take care. Stay safe and look after yourselves. been listening to the johnny ross audio experience thanks so much for joining me if you want to continue the conversation head over to my website fleet.marketing or find me on linkedin that's all for today please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts tag me in your social media posts and please leave me a review on itunes it will make a huge difference for me i will see you soon